G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. It's time to cast off to a new adventure. This is Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood for the next-gen Ford Ranger for work or play. Good morning and welcome to Real Adventures for the next-gen Ford Ranger. Everything you need for work and play. If you're an AFL fan, it's our AFL Grand Final edition of Real Adventures. My co-host, as always, is one of Australia's most reputable recreational anglers, Aaron Habgood. Good morning, Redmond. Good morning, Patrick. And it's, uh, like you said before, a very special show. The, the Cats versus the Swans in the Grand Final this week. And more importantly, we like to keep real adventures on the road and i'm currently sitting in the car out the front of (laughs) wild hq in queensland right now uh we had to get the show done during the week because obviously it's grand final week pat cats versus swans like i said how's the week been it would have been an absolute cracker of experience uh you obviously played in the grand final when a little bit of when covid was having a bit of a crack and uh you didn't get to experience the parade and everything and then you had brownlow on sunday night it would have been a massive week for you boys yeah, it was. Uh, it's certainly a different build-up to <laughs> to what 2020 was, and I think just by and large, this year has just felt like AFL footy again. We've had crowds back. There's been so many great games, and you know the, the Swans game and uh, against Collingwood on the weekend was a was an absolute belter last weekend. So, um, you know, it's it's been a terrific final series, and and we're lucky enough. And we've been good enough to give ourselves an opportunity. Uh, the Savo and uh, the Swans have had a, a great season as well. So it's two teams that I think really, you know, thoroughly deserve to be there. And we're going to make sure we do our part, Redmond, and, and get the chocolates and get the job done. Yeah, no, no, you you do, because I'll be annoyed if you don't. But it's uh, <laughs> obviously uh, playing against the Swans, they've got some oh, fantastic players. You've got Big Bud down forward. You've got plenty of other other opponents on the ground that I guess they get a little bit left behind in whatnot. You've got, I guess, um, Isaac Heaney, who's playing some of the best footy of his life. You've got Papley up forward and you've got Tom Hickey in the rack. And there's a few others. I'm obviously a cat supporter. You're play, you play for the cats. How do the cats go into this game to beat Sydney at AFL grand final? Anything can happen, but without giving too much of the game plan, how do you attack this? Yeah, well, I think the success or our success this year so much has been built on a weight of numbers and I suspect Sydney will be saying the same same thing um, so the key for us has been you know when it's been your turn to stand up then we've had players do that and it's it's chopped and changed weekly um, so that that's going to be critical Bud's obviously such a, a focal point for them up forward so you know it's being cognizant of him uh, they've got some some great midfielders in their side as well Luke Parker um, Mills, you know, the, the, they bat deep. So we've got to make sure that we nullify the things that they do really well. And for us, we've got to make sure that, you know, our weapons, we maximise them as, as much as possible. And I mean, that's the same for every game, really. The, the challenge is to not make the moment any bigger in your own mind and just play what is in front of you, which is a game, which we've done, you know, 24 times this year. So keep keep in the moment. Um, understand what it is. And when we're not to grand final, there is no tomorrow. But 
still embrace and enjoy. Now, young Maxie Holmes last week, he's been an absolute dominant player for the Cattery throughout the year. He's come out of, well, not come out of nowhere because I, I liked the way he played last year a little bit and then got given more of a crack this year as he obviously got older and his body developed and whatnot. A little bit of a scare last week with his hamstring now. Like we said before, this is recorded a little bit earlier. So where's he at? Is he going to be playing this afternoon as we speak, Pat? Can you give us a little hint or do you reckon he's a little bit sore and sorry? You'll have to find out, Redman. Not oh, quite sure. Not quite have sure. Have to find out. Oh, no, every on. all the time that you know. I mean, this time of the year, it's you. You give your players uh, all the time they need. I think uh, another reason we've we've been successful this year and, and and lucky around this is we've had great availability. I mean, that's such a crucial part of of sport. You want access to as many of your good players as possible for as long as you possibly can. So we've had that, which has been um, you know really important. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, we, we find ourselves that we, we get an opportunity. Last question before we wrap up a little bit of the footy talk, and we will, th- we will talk about it throughout the show, obviously, because it's a very exciting week for all Cat supporters, Swan supporters, and obviously yourself, Pat, playing in the grand final and, and, and a few others. What on something that I'm really annoyed about, and it's an early gaff, Pat. This is an early gaff, and I actually said it before. I've said it for years, and I'm not one – to want to go to the AFL Grand Final. I don't have any any interest in going to the AFL Grand Final. I would much rather sit at home with a nice cold beer, put some pork on the spit with my mates, and enjoy the, the game that way. That's how I like to do it. But there's lots and lots of people following the Cats, and I'm just using these two as an example, Cats and Swans this year. There's, I think I think uh, Geelong have just under 70,000 uh, just members. over, mate, 72, just, 72. Just, just over, sorry. And then the Swans are just under 60,000 members. But yet only 30,000 allocated tickets get presented to each club, or to both clubs, I should say, and goes into a ballot. Then all of a sudden, a couple of people are going to get a few tickets here and there. Uh, where there's people, and I'll, I think it's TJ off the Nine Channel Nine. He has a footy show on on a Sunday, and he quoted saying, basically, there'll be people sitting behind the glass window, clinking their wine glasses, not even watching the game or enjoying the game, getting all these tickets and whatnot. I reckon it's an absolute. I'm not going to say the word. I reckon it's shocking that cat supporters that are and Swan supporters don't get first priority as members to go to this game. The atmosphere would be better. With member with with people there like myself screaming and yelling, do you think the same, or do you think it should be to the glass, uh, the the wine glass drinkers, <laughs> the chinkers, yeah, the chinkers? <laughs> it's a good early gaff. Yeah, it's a, I suppose it's a tough one, it's, and that's why so often people talk around the prelims being, you know, some of the great games because mm. it's just um, you know two yeah. fan bases just jam packed into a stadium, and we saw the the Collingwood contingent marching up the highway to Sydney. You know, some of those scenes are quite extraordinary. The buses, you know, get rolling. It's so. unbelievable. It's amazing to watch. It's it's as good as it gets to see that sort of stuff. Like, I'm not one to drive my car up the highway to come watch you play, Pat. Sorry, if I got a plane, maybe. But it's it, to, to not have that – don't get me wrong. The atmosphere is going to be out of control. It's going to be great. But there's going to be people at this game that will literally sit there and say to their mate next to them, I don't care who wins as long as it's a good game. Well, no, that's a load of crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's a load of crap. I want the supporters there, and I don't care if it's Geelong, Sydney, or next year if it's Collingwood versus bloody St Kilda. I couldn't care less. I think – what do you think on it? I think it's a good – it's not a bad shout. I don't have an answer for you. And you know what, Redmond, to be totally honest, totally truthful, 
I just care about winning today. <laughs> well, the oh, fans, that's all I'm about too. Just care about winning. So oh, I take your point. I, I mean, it's a it's a really good one. It's I mean, it's been like this for a long time. What's the reason? Well, the reason is the the big dollars that these big companies put in. They get certain allocation of tickets every year because of the you know how much they contribute to the game. But I, I take your point. Speaking of tickets, you got me my tickets, didn't you? To the box, right? Yeah, yeah, four and a half uh, k a ticket. You're okay yeah. with that? But that was it's your not shout. inflated either. Your shout. That's no drama, Kate. No worries. That's on Pat's account. <laughs> uh, let's get into a little bit of boating and fishing, Pat. Now, uh, just going to give you something. The Perth, so the Perth boat show was on last weekend, and it was a great show. Uh, lots of boats uh, on display there. It, it couldn't have went much better from all reports. But one Mitch thing Marsh that was I, down there, down at uh, Fury with uh, Scotty and the boys. Mitch Marsh, of course, Australian cricketer. He's a he's one of my favourite players. Mitch Marsh. He, he loves his fishing, though. That's more important. Uh, one thing that I was more excited about was the amount of people that got behind the uh, the signatures to sign the petition against mm. the demersal ban ending in oh, the war, I guess, extending the demersal ban in WA to nine months. There was well over 15,000, which is a massive response to the to the WA government, Pat. 100%. And, and that's what we've been talking about, haven't we? We've had Scotty Coughlin on a few weeks back uh, from Western Angler talking about this is not going to be, um, you know, it's, this is going to go through unless... We as Western Australian recreational anglers stand up and be heard. And that's signing these petitions. That's yep. sending your letters in. And that's a critical part of it. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to fish for nine months of the year on a species with the science says is being reasonably well managed. I actually witnessed uh well on Western Angler actually posted on their social media. They went around and actually interviewed uh, some, I guess, I'll just say basically the industry, people that work in the actual industry. So there was tackle shop owners, there was all sorts there. And they're all scared. They're all crapping their dacks because they're going to lose nine months of trading in a, in a, in a, in a sense because the demersal fishing is so big over there. And if they lose that, it's going to turn out very, very similar. Like they'll say only nine months to get like – you look at South Australia now, nine months, the nine months, the nine months. That's caravan parks and everything shutting down. It was a bit sickening to actually hear some of those people actually frightened for their whole livelihood, which pays the food, I guess, the money, or the money comes from their businesses to pay for food on their table. So, yeah, it's not, it's yeah, not the I greatest the, thought. The, the point is we've seen this in, in South Australia, and it was literally roadblock this has to be fixed right now. And I think to the entire Australian fishing community, it was like, wow, this has just, you know, seemingly come out of nowhere. So, you know, when when we see these reports and these studies from uh, the Western Australian state government around it, well, I think, and certainly speaking to Scotty, anglers are open to adjusting it. But can we do it in a responsible way that doesn't, yeah. you know, destroy the livelihoods of so many and still look after the fish stocks. I think there is a way that, you know, you can get both out of this. Well, we've got a massive show of Real Adventures coming your way. It is our Real Adventures grand final edition for the next-gen Ford Ranger. Everything you need for work and play. Plenty more Real Adventures after the break. You're listening to Real Adventures for the next-gen Ford Ranger for work or play. 
Welcome back to Real Adventures. It is time for the whip around for Jayco Sydney, your next great escape. Let the adventure begin with Jayco Sydney. We kick things off in Victoria and the barrels are getting thicker and thicker, Redmond. I was chatting to Nettie McHenry earlier in the week. I think he landed a 70 kilo fish. It was a bit further out. Uh, talk us through the report for this week, mate. Yeah, those barrels are that exciting because oh, they're so close to home for everyone as such. Now, what I mean by that is us, well, not me and myself, but Melbournians need to travel quite a distance to get to these barrels like Polo Bay, Portland, Port Mac, hours of driving, especially if you're from the east side of the bay, for instance, the Hastings side or uh, Bo Morris or whatnot. But you can literally launch your boat at Caram on a nice day drive down the bay, it'll take you 35 minutes and you can be out the heads in barrel water and they are literally getting thicker and thicker like you said before. They're just numbers are not slowing down, they're feeding very well, they're eating big lures, everything's going to plan with those. Let's talk about the big lures. So if you haven't fished for them before, when we talk skirts, describe what they are, Aaron. You can obviously talk to your local tackle shops, they'll all uh, be able to point you in the right direction but is there a colour that that the fish are favouring? Is there a cup size that they're favouring, which is the amount of, uh, I suppose, splash that they generate to, to get fish excited? Yeah, it's a good question. Now, there's so many brands and lures out there, and to be honest with you, they're nearly all as good as each other. They're, they're all, if you buy the, the, I guess, the recognisable brands, you're going to have good success. So you've got Sack Attack's being a good brand, you've got JB Lures, you've got Tornado Lures, that's what I run, Tornado Lures, that's not affiliated with any sponsorship i buy all my own lures uh pakula there's so many different brands out there you're not going to have a drama finding a good lure but matching the hatch is sort of what you said uh before you need to sort of work out what they're feeding on in a way now i've know there's big schools of yakas out there there's been pillies out there and also there was a patch of red bait a mate got some actually scooped them up and dropped them in live outside their heads too so it's mixed bait so how i'd be setting up is running sort of four lures and maybe a diver so I'd be running a, uh, I guess, a red bait intimida- um, to intimidate. Ah, intimidate. That's not the word. Imitator. Imitate. I was trying to say, Patrick. <laughs> imitate a red bait. Imitate a pilchard. Imitate a yakka so that you get a nice lumo. The lumo is a green. They say it's meant to imitate a yakka, but in my opinion, it doesn't look anything like one. But the fish eat it, so you use a lumo. A lumo is always great. And then you can get squid colors and a few other bits and pieces. But just run four different color lures. If you hear that on the bite on the days on the radios, I guess, favouring one sort of side of it, push that way. The head side of things, now, for me, big tuna are sort of salmon in a way. If they're going to feed, they're going to feed. They will sort of eat everything. And you're witnessing this with, like, I know Gwaine's got to find the fish, obviously. Yeah, find the fish. If they're on, they're on. You get the odd day where someone jags one, but I don't think it comes down to the head size. Like, it, I, I like putting my lures in the right place so they swim better and gives you the best chance, and that comes down to the size of the heads. But it's all like you get a cups, you get bigger cups, you want to have them closer to the water, you want smaller cups, you'll run them back further, different things like that. We'll talk about it all day. But basically is head to your tackle store, eight to ten inch for these barrels, get a range of colours. I reckon you only need four or five colours. Head out, chuck them out, and uh, do your best to try and get a fish. The big squid also, Pat, in Victoria while we're on there, are a big talking point at the moment through Victoria. Uh, Western Port and Port Phillip both producing big calamari and we had a bit of calm weather at the end of the week or middle of the week and it uh and they really produced let's talk big trevally let's head to new south wales the hawkesbury river and uh pips water uh, has been fishing really well 
Uh, some big Trevally being caught around there. They're hanging around the flats at the moment, Redmond, and they're also seeing some small kings hanging around the moored boats. Obviously, that's to do with the structure. Talk us through the lures. We're talking, we're skipping across the surface. We're going deep divers. How are you know anglers targeting these smaller oh, kingfish? Oh, if you're targeting these kingfish, I'd be running squid strips, I reckon. I reckon yep. just nice squid, squid strips trawling with like an 8-10 ounce sinker on a uh, on a uh, Western Port rig, it's traditionally called, but a running rig rig, you would call it. That'll work perfect for those little kings. But once again, if you can find them holding on structure and they're sitting there, you can basically cast any sort of sub subsurface sort of action figure uh, stick bait, we'll call it, and you could cast it in there and you'll be able to work it out of there and they'll pretty much eat anything. I like using subsurface. That's the key word I like to use because kingfish don't often leave the water too much, Pat. You will get them on poppers here and there, or a lot of people get them on poppers, but not, they don't crunch them like a tuna where they come out of the water and erupt. They tend to feed on the surface, so they, they still have their backs just under the uh, just in the water. Let's head further north to Queensland, your current destination, Redmond. Uh, you're going to walk us through Noosa and the region because basically you're there, mate. Mate, we had an absolute blinder of a session. We went on that charter the other week. I tell you what, just fish the Noosa River. We hired one of those pontoon boats. Cost me about 14000 for the day. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but it, we, we, had a, we had the time of our life. We had a barbie on it. We uh, anchored up, or didn't even anchor up. We parked the boat up on the beach, and there was a fella next to us catching sand whiting after sand whiting, and we did the same thing. We parked, we didn't. We stole his spot, let's be honest. But we sat next to him, <laughs> and we started – we were just casting out sandworms. Mate, these sand whiting were massive. They were like 30 to 35 centimetres, a really good sand whiting. We just released them. We just had the kids playing with them, and we got some beautiful brim also. But that was just in the Noosa River with 474,000 jet skis going past, yes, 29,000 exactly. boats. It was very busy, and the fishing was very, very good. So I'll, I'll give the Noosa River some credit there. It's also not a bad way if you want to uh, peruse the river and dream of winning Powerball because you go <laughs> past the houses. This is the most extraordinary setup on well, on all of the lagoons and these the houses. Room, everything's worth 15 plus million. Well, the rumour has it that a few of them are up for sale so they could buy a grand final ticket this week, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, why we're why we're on uh, Queensland fishing the North Pine up the north part of it. Yellow Valley has been fishing very wet, very well. Some great great size fish up to the fifty centimeter range and uh, worms, blood worms working really well there too. Uh, Tassie Central Highlands, some huge rainbows being caught this week. Fish up to ten pound, and your sort of silly method of fly fishing was the go to there, Pat. Uh, and the rivers on the west coast of Tassie are producing some uh, big brim right now as well with a very different style lure that I don't know how it's a lure, but it's a muscle style lure. It's a muscle, Pat. It's a muscle that's a lure with a hook. I don't understand how it works. I don't think I want to know how it works, but they are catching it on the muscle style lure. <laughs> it works. Heading to South Australia, Adelaide Metro, Redmond, is holding huge schools of salmon at the moment uh, and around the port as well. So you've got Metro, Port River, West Lakes, they're actually producing the best fishing around that region if you can locate the schools. Uh, let's talk the Onkakaparinga. Yeah, I left that one for you. <laughs> Onkakaparinga River. Uh, it's on fire, Redmond. Brim, and yeah, get it is. this. Got... Brim up to mid to late 40s being caught on live bloodworms, yeah, which is extraordinary. 
Well, they are they are a big fish, and they are also getting them on three inch plastic grubs. Uh, they are working well with a small jig head, match the jig head to the depth of the water, but big brim, seriously big brim. Now I don't West know. Australia, if, there's been some yeah, great yeah, sweet lip caught out of the Pilbara Redmond. Uh, they're on the beach with squid uh, and pilchards working really well. Uh, the rock walls around Perth Metro as well, Redmond. Yeah, I was just about to say that the uh, snapper. I was about to say we forgot something here, but the snapper in West uh, in Western Australia, in close, like we spoke about on the show a couple of weeks ago, Pat. We said get a bit of weather, onshore breeze, create that dirty water, bang. You're in for a good session there because they love coming in close. You're in two to eight metres of water at times. If you've got a drone, you can cheat. Put your bait out a bit further if you need to. But fish up to six kilo and fish in really, really well. Just on squid. Squids are going to stay on longer and it just works well. You can use any bait you want, but for me, I recommend squid. That is the whip around for Jayco Sydney. Let the adventure begin with Jayco Sydney helping you on your next great escape. It's now time for the social club for the next gen Ford Ranger. Everything you need for work and play. I've got the first question here, Pat. It is from Joel. G'day, boys. Danger, great game last week. But do you have any trips planned for the off season? Fishing, of course. Well, I'm heading to Nor- Norfolk. So heading there, um, it's a bit of a – it's a family vacay, but the rod is going to be packed. Not the fly and, rod. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking the fly. <laughs> taking the fly. But they get some massive yellowtail kingfish. So um, I'm hoping uh, to get some fishing done there. What will challenge at Redmond is the fact that I'll have a very much um, – you know, I'm, I'm being a father on this trip. The kids are coming, which is yeah. challenging. Yeah. God. It means I've got a parent, <laughs> so I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I'll strap him to the top of the charter or something similar. That but works. I'm heading there. What about you, old boy? Uh, well, to tell you the honest truth, I've, sort of been, my, I've been in my off-season the last couple of months, <laughs> and uh, I'm about to hit my peak season, so you'll be doing the show by yourself because I'll be flat out over the next few months. But, uh, no, this, I'm pretty excited for the summer. I'll be sticking at home and doing what i got to do back at home here. All right, Harrison. Red, I'm curious as to why you put a 200 horsepower on your boat after having a 175 for so long. Were you not happy with it? H. 100% happy with it. I just love the fact that having the power there to be able to use it is always a great thing. I cross a lot of entrances. Bowen River consistently has waterway, like big waves. You've got the Rip, which is one of the most dangerous waterways in the world. The 175 pushed my boat an absolute treat. It did, but the boat holds a 200. It's the same weighted engine, so I'm not actually going stupid in the weight. It's exactly the same weight. All that's actually in it, other than the extra five grand they charge you for is actually just the computer that changes inside the engine so that's the only thing it's the same weight it's the same everything i may as well have the 200 over the 175 i hope that answers the question i think that's something that gets lost isn't it often when you look at like you you can jump up 50 and then yeah the the motor weight will increase because it's a totally different outboard but yeah there is there's plenty of outboard like my 75 mercury even though my stabby is only rated to a 75 it is exactly the same as mercury's 90 yeah, so, so it's just, I'm not changing yeah. the weight as such. It's it's actually yeah. just it's the same weight in the of the engine. So I see some unpa- overpowered boats like that I don't like that um, they ride ass heavy. They slap at the nose unless you get them going. Uh, there's 
so many different boats out there with silly engines on it where this is just a normal weighted sorry it's not a normal weighted it's the same weighted engine as the 175 and i'm still going to get close to 80 clicks out of it and i'll get the prop right it'll throw itself out of the hole just about as good as it gets which i'm excited for beautiful work that is the social club for the next gen ford ranger everything you need for work and play if you want to join in the conversation make sure you send in a direct message to our real adventures socials on both facebook and instagram we'll do our very best to get back to you after the break it's time for all aboard all aboard for Dometic. The new Dometic drinkware range goes with you anywhere. Brand new colours now available. Dometic.com. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's now time for All Aboard for Dometic's new drinkware. Brand new colours are now available. And earlier in the week, Redmond caught up with a special guest. Our special guest today is none other than Lee Rayner, who is currently on the water right now. And the reason I've got him on for today's show is because it's all starting to get a bit exciting here in Victoria, Lee. The water's starting to warm up. Everyone's starting to get out on the water. The long weekend's here at the moment. How are you going? I'm really good, mate. Really good. And you're right. Like The water's come up a degree just in the last week. So spring has well and truly sprung, that's for sure. Now, what I wanted to talk to you today about was a lot to do with Western Port. Now, I cover a lot in the Port side of things. So you've been spending a lot of time in the Western Port covering, I guess, basically everything you can try and chase. But more in particular, firstly, we're going to talk about the big calamari. Now, take us through what you're looking for, where you're sort of started, uh, targeting them, and how you're going about it. Well, mate, I'm pretty well doing, I suppose, exactly what you would do over in your part of the world. You're fishing that bottom end of Western Port, just like you fish the bottom end of Port Phillip, and you're working on those big spawning squid coming into those heavy like weed bed areas and stuff like that. And I suppose the, the biggest thing I'm looking for is nice clean water. Um, you know, the squid just don't like that dirty water. They're still there, but they're just, they don't they don't love it, that's for sure. So um, this morning, Bronnie and I were over in Cat Bay and the swell had jumped up and the water was dirty and stuff like that, whereas a couple of days ago it was crystal clear and the squid were just chewing their heads off. So we had to shoot across to Flinders and we found clean water and as soon as we had clean water, we had big squid. Now, traditionally, Western Port is known to have dirty water as such. Uh, how how long does it take to sort of clean up and whatnot in Western Port? Because Port Phillip can be, oh, it depends on how long the swell is and how far the dirty water is offshore. But Western Port actually runs with dirty water out of the Western Port. So do you find fishing around the moons that we're on now, it tends to clear up more or anything like that? Um, it's a bit of a weird one, mate, because you've got so much tide and it can be influenced by rainfall, you know, coming in up at the top end and stuff like that. But it tends to filter out pretty quick because you've got a pretty big, you've actually got two entrances. You've got the western entrance and the eastern entrance, you know, and there's, there's a big volume of water shifting through those in every single tide. Um, so it, it can clear up quick. It can dirty up fast, but it can clear up fast as well. So, but I think we, we've got a couple of days, I reckon, on this sort of, that whole Cat Bay McAfee's area, which is the Phillip Island side, that's all going to be dirty for a bit, I think, just with this swell that's rolling in. But if that Flinders area, the, the water's definitely clearer there. It's not crystal clear, but it's definitely clearer, that's for sure. Something I like to use for the squid in Port Phillip is your bait jigs. Are you using those or more just your traditional-style squid jig? Well, a bit of both, mate, a bit of both. And it's, it's funny, the other day when I was out, 
90% of the squid were on the a jig that was cast. Even the ones that were drifting in the rod holder weren't doing as well. But today, the baited jig certainly did very, very well. And I, I think that's possibly something to do with maybe that slightly dirtier water. But, yeah, the, the baited jig killed it today, that's for sure. Depth? What, what depth are you trying to look for? Well, this is a funny one, mate. Like, because the water wasn't crystal clear, I was sort of poking in that more six to eight, eight metre area. But we went into sort of four metres, and that's where we found the big squid. So they, they didn't seem to mind that the water clarity was sort of the same there as it was out further. But, um, yeah, we got all our really big squid today in four metres. When you say big squid, how big we talk? <clears throat> oh, over two kilos. Yeah, so they're good squid. Yeah, they're good ones. Look, a lot of them are in that sort of, I suppose, this time of year, you go, oh, he's not as big, but they're all well over a kilo. Like the small ones are a kilo and they probably average a kilo and a half and the big ones are two, two and a half kilo. I had them up to three kilos the other day with a lot of two to two and a half kilo squid. Now, exciting time of the year, like we spoke about before, early season snapper. Once again, traditionally, Western Port warms up quicker with the mud flats and the shallower water and whatnot. We're starting to see some good snapper getting caught for our Western Port. Port Phillip's still behind, so we won't talk too much about that. We'll stick to Western Port. When we used to chase a snapper in Western Port, I know you're a bit similar to me. We sort of fish to catch fish, and I know at the moment you sort of got to go out expecting not to have the best results, but there are fish getting caught. Where would you start to look, and how would you sort of attack them? Um, mate, this time of year, traditionally, that top end is where most of the fish come from. It's probably two factors. A, that water's slightly warmer up the top, the very, very top of the port. It's very shallow, big mud banks. They heat up when the, with the sunlight, stuff like that, um, which then heats the water, and that's where the fish tend to go first. But it's also there's a lot of angler effort put in there as well. Uh, and I do know that there has been some good fish caught off your more traditional areas like your Lysarts and runway areas sort of out of Hastings heading a little bit north, and that's deeper water. So the fish come in there, there's really good reef bottom through there, so the fish will come through, then hold up in those areas as well. And, look, you'll find snapper anywhere in the port this time of year, mate. you just got to be that bit patient. It's early season fishing, and you, as long as you go out and you haven't got that thing in your head that you're out there to catch 10 snapper, if you're there to fish for one or two good fish, then you can have good success if you're willing to put the time in. Something that likes to get used in Western Port is obviously squid for bait, stays on good, sits good in the current. So it's pretty important now to, I guess, do what you're doing, actually stop up on the squid, isn't it? Oh, 100%, mate. Like, you, it doesn't matter how many you have. Like, you punch through them and, and, you know, you're a classic example of it, mate. Like, when we're fishing, how many squid do you reckon we'd go through in a standard snapper session? Like, if you were talking kilo squid how many do you reckon oh you'd have to do between depending on depending on what they're eating but between sort of three to three to eight not four to eight yeah yeah so they don't last long like you can have a whole pile of them in the freezer they don't last long i mean i'd use a couple of squid a session for whiting you know if you're offshore you go through them so it's a great time of year to stock up on the squid that's for sure and if you know if you want to catch a snapper, I'd be putting the effort in to get a couple of squid for bait before I was heading out, that's for sure. And, of course, not only good for bait, but they are brewing to eat as well. Yeah, and that's, I suppose, everyone's like, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to eat it or are you going to keep it for bait? Well, as all I do, mate, is I wrap them up in a hole in a, you know, one of those little freezer bags, roll them like a newspaper, chuck them in the freezer, and then if I want to eat them, you just sort of half-thaw them, clean them, and they're actually easier to clean when they're partially thawed. And then you can eat them or you can use them for bait. You spoke about depth before with the snapper. Now, 
the shallower the water, the water you fish, I guess it's going to be on the warmer side of things. Now, you spoke about fishing that little bit deeper before. Do you recommend trying up in the shallows or anything like that on the dirty water days or, I guess, low light periods? Oh, 100%. 100%. I think, you know, big fish get up in the shallows and, you know, there's some really big snap that get caught every year. Like, and it's interesting, everyone used to fish that deep water, even down in Welsh Pool and stuff, mate. Everyone just talks about Singapore deep, Singapore deep. It's 30 metres deep, runs like nothing else. But a lot of the big fish are getting caught these days up in those shallower areas in anything from sort of 6 to 10 metres of water. And it makes sense. There's less tide. There's a lot of food on the edge of a bank, and it's just prime hunting ground for, for big and small fish. So if you're going out right now for a, for a session in Western Port Squid and Snapper, where would you head to to get your squid for bait and where would you head to to chase a snapper as you go to sort of everything for someone? Um, mate, for me, you've got sort of two sides. If I was coming out of Hastings or Stony Point, I'd probably just shoot up on the banks up next to the boat ramp and catch a couple of squid there. You don't need to go south to catch them because there's loads of squid up through the port as well. Um, yeah. And then probably look up maybe that sort of Lysart's area, have a sound through there, see what I can find. You can generally mark them up pretty good when they're there. And if not, even up around the back of like Joe's Island and those sorts of areas, if not, I'd be shooting around that Coronella side, so the eastern side of the port, and that's where you can run right up and you get off Spit Point, Blue Gum Point, and you fish basically where the, I suppose, the bank drops out, like comes out and drops off into sort of that 10-metre area and you've got that sort of highway that the fish will run up and down. You know, put the time in there. Try and find that bit of rough bottom, that little bit of bumpy bottom, bit of a kanji bed or a rubble bed or something, and that's where the snapper will hold up as they're moving up and down the port. Lee, we've got a massive game on this afternoon, the AFL Grand Final, Cats versus Sydney Swans. My good mate Patrick, who's had to disappear to uh, go play that silly game of his. But I'm looking forward to it, but there's going to be a few people there, all right? Now, over the weekend, I reckon there's more people currently chasing barrel bluefin tuna outside the heads in Western Port than what there is in the MCG. Yeah, I have no doubt about that, mate. And for good reason. Like, this bite that's out the front at the moment is as good as you could ever hope for. You know, there's a, not only is there a lot of fish, but they're big. Like, some huge fish being caught this week. There's been fish over 160 kilos landed, like, multiple times this week. So... It's um it's pretty crazy and it's pretty crazy to think that this is literally on our doorstep because it was only oh, I don't know a few years back when there was the first bite that was local and everyone was like are we ever going to see this again and now Aaron you've proved it you catch them every single year locally and they're just getting better and better now I fished them during the week and it was chaos out there I ended up disappearing now that's a good tip as well I'll give you is don't be afraid to move away from the general area where the fish are because I found multiple schools of fish, even though I didn't catch one. I only had to come in. But there was different schools around. I was marking up clear, beautiful pictures pictures on the screen, and it was just multiple, multiple different patches in, in different areas. So don't be afraid to leave and go find fish. Now, if you're heading out, Lee, what are you going to be running lure-wise? Now, for me, it was I was running more small lures. I was running that 8 to 10-inch, more of that 8-inch. What, what, what's your opinion? Because you've been out there a couple times too. Um, mate, I, I really like to mix it up. I generally run a spread of five, so short corners, long corners, riggers, shoddy, stuff like that. And then, mate, sh small lures, I'll run a little micro dingo, which is only 6.5-inch, and then I like a couple of 8s. 8 to 10 inch, and then maybe just one 12 inch in my spread. I, I really like that sort of mid-size, 8 to 10 inch. Yeah, yeah, no, you're spot on, especially when they're on the pillies like they are. Anyway, Lee Rayner, 
one of Australia's most recognisable fishermen. Thank you very much, mate, for joining us on the show, taking us all things Western Port, a few bit of snapper, a bit of squid, and, of course, those barrel bluefin that's got everyone excited. Thanks, mate. That's all aboard for the new Dometic Drinkware range. It goes with you anywhere. Brand new colours now available, Dometic.com. It's now time for Red's Review. Redmond, what do you have for us today? This is not just a boating uh, review, this one, Pat. This is one that I've, I do every year this time of the year. I've, it's in my reminders. And I've been up here in Noosa, where I am now. It's a great technique to use to find somewhere where there's, I guess, a le- few less people. But not only that, somewhere that's much more, I guess, uh, uh, user-friendly, we'll call it, Pat. When you're going down to the beach, there's nothing worse than having an onshore breeze. There's nothing worse. Now, the review right. this week is how to use apps properly and sites, I guess, to go fishing. That was the review. But I thought when I was up here, I used windy.com, which is a which is a uh, windy uh, a wind predictor to tell you what's going to come for the week ahead. Now, I use this to find some beautiful beaches up here to get ourselves out of the wind. Now, what I mean by that is Windy is a great site to use to go fishing because it shows you the offshore distances but and whatnot. But what we did here was Noosa Beach had a shocking onshore breeze. It was a big northerly, around that 15 to 20 knots. Where we jumped on Windy, I could see the direction of the wind. I could see how strong it was. And I literally followed the coastline along and I found a beach 15 minutes from where we where we were staying, and we had a beautiful beach to ourselves that was completely calm, sheltered, and protected for the kids, Pat. So it's a great method to use if you are on holidays to find a protected place if you are on a beach. But like I said before, it's also a great website to use if you are fishing offshore, especially, for instance, tuna out of the heads. You can have a look because if you search Point Lonsdale Lighthouse, for example, at the Rip, it might say 10 to 15 knots from the northwest, but if you look on actually one of those windy websites and you want to travel 30 to 40 k's offshore, you're going to get yourself in a little bit of trouble if there's going to be a 30-knot breeze at 40 kilometres offshore because 40 kilometres is a fair distance, especially on water. Different parts of water will hold different, I guess, wind patterns and whatnot, and this will work for Eden. One great website to use for for your average punter that's not travelling uh, 40Ks offshore is Willy Weather. Willy Weather is terrific, yep. but you want to use a station that, I guess, is near a landmark as such. Something that's going to give you the actual reading for the area that you are at. Now, if you go to, uh, for instance, uh, we go to Eden. Eden's a good example. And you type in Eden, it's going to give you Marimbula Airport, which is no good if you're going to be fishing out of Eden. If yeah, you're going to be 50 k's offshore, yeah, you're nowhere near it. It's going to say five knots probably. Where if you type in a place like uh, Green Cape, it's going to give you the best example of the wind that's going to be on shore. And you can use it port, at Portland. You can use it at Polo Bay. You've got Cape Otway down there. Don't type in a Polo Bay if you're fishing Cape, down off the Otway because it's nowhere near and it's not going to give you that reading. So the review this week is windy.com is great to use if you're fishing offshore. It's also great to find some beautiful protected beaches because it gives you the wind direction, which will give you your offshore breeze. Willy weather's fantastic, but it more gives you the inshore side of things. And another one that I like to flick my eyes by if I'm a little bit confused what's going on is bomb.gov.au, where basically all our weather sources come from anyway, and it does work an absolute treat as well. And that's the review for the week, Pat. Beautiful work, Redmond. That is Red's review for the next-gen Ford Ranger. Everything you need for work and play. You're listening to Real Adventures for the next-gen Ford Ranger for work or play.
Welcome back to Real Adventures for the next-gen Ford Ranger. Everything you need for work and play. It's time for Red's Tip, and I've got a feeling this is going to be grand final-centred. It'd be stupid if it's not, Patrick. We have a great afternoon ahead of us. Uh, I love my footy. Everyone in Victoria and Australia loves the AFL, except the ones that don't. And it's it's going to be a cracking game between the Cats and the Sydney Swans. I just want to wish you the best, Patrick. You've uh, played for this your whole life. You want this flag more than anything I've ever seen. You want anything other than a few fish. But it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, good luck to yourself and the Cats. Bring it home for us Cats fans. Good luck to the Swans fans too. They've done really well to get there. But my tip this week is get on the Cats. They're going to pump them. I'm going 28 points. I'm going to put the Hawk to kick three. I'm going to have Cameron to do a bit of work up the ground. So I'm going to draw him back a little bit. He's going to have two sausages. I'm going to bat me mate Patty to have 29 and one sausage. And our mate Stuart, he's probably going to have 402 intercept marks along the back <laughs> back flank. Who knows what the blitz is going to do? Probably 31 kilometres. And poor old Buddy's only going to kick one point. I'm sorry, bud, but that's what's going to happen this week. And that's the tip uh, for the grand final week special, Pat. I'm going to steer us back into the boating scene. Flying Gaff this week is headed to the Melbourne International Boat Show. It's a good gaff, though. It's a keeper. Uh, it's one that we stick in and then we pull it aboard because uh, tickets are free this year and you can uh, reserve your tickets now, Redmond. So you can head to uh, – well, you can basically go to boatsales.com.au and they've got all the links for this year's uh, boat show and the Boating Industry of Australia uh, Association of Victoria, which runs the event, uh, has all of the bookings that you can access. It runs – uh, from October 20 to Sunday, October 23. The new location is Dockland, so it's on-water displays, which is fantastic. The show officially opens 3 p.m. on that 20th, and it closes 4 p.m. on the 23rd. And daily, it's open from 10 a.m. Uh, right through to 7 p.m. at night. There's more than 60 exhibitors. It's going to be a fantastic event, and it's great to have uh, these fishing shows back open uh, to the general public, and it feels like we're we're getting back to normality once again, Redmond. I'll be doing a talk on stage. I might even I've got to do a couple of talks. I might even drag you up on one. But you and I will certainly be uh, at the Melbourne Marine uh, stand as well, having a look at, of course, the great range of North Bank boats that you and I uh, love to use and operate. Good luck in the uh, footy this week, Patrick. Make sure you bring it home for all us Cats fans. Good luck to all your Swan supporters out there. May the best team win. Uh, cats, obviously. But you have been listening to Real Adventures. I hope everyone has a great afternoon. Uh, kick back, have a beer, and I'll see you on the water soon. Cheers. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91